Hello, friends. Thank you for joining me on The Daily Dose. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode. It is Monday, October 11th, and today's episode is entitled The Covenant and Israel. Let us pray. Father God, we just want to thank you for your love, for your care, for your tender mercies towards us. Father, we ask that you will pour out your Holy Spirit upon us right now as we are prepared to read your word and study. We ask, Father, that our hearts will be moved to serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. It is not because of your righteousness or your uprightness of your heart that you go in to possess their land, but because of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord your God drives them out from before you, and that he may fulfill the word which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. How is the reality of the conventional promises made manifest in these verses? Here, too, the covenant of grace appears. God worked for them despite the constant mistakes. This surely has to be how the gospel works today as well. And it was because of the promise made to the fathers that God's grace was given to their future generations. In Moses' dealing with the people to whom the covenantal promises were given as a whole, he often referred back to the covenantal promises made to the patriarch. Let us read Exodus chapter 2, 24, Exodus chapter 6, verses 8, and Leviticus 26, 42. What is being said here that helps show how the covenantal promises work? And God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. I will bring you into the land that I swore to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to you for a possession. I am the Lord. And now Leviticus 26.42 Then I will remember my covenant with Jacob, and I will remember my covenant with Isaac, and my covenant with Abraham, and I will remember the land. The Exodus from Egypt the great symbol of God's saving grace, also was based on the covenant the Lord had made to their fathers. That is, even before the beneficiaries of the covenant were born, the promises were made in their behalf. Thus, through no merit of their own, to say the least, they received the promised deliverance which God did for them through the miracles and events of the Exodus. Of course, things didn't end there. They went from Egypt to where? Yes, Sinai, where the covenant with them was officially established. See Exodus chapter 20. Genesis 20 From there, Abraham journeyed toward the territory of the Negeb and lived between Kadesh and Shur. And he sojourned in Gerar. And Abraham said of Sarah, his wife, She is my sister. And Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, 
Behold, you are a dead man because of the woman whom you have taken, for she is a man's wife. Now Abimelech had not approached her, so he said, Lord, will you kill an innocent people? Did he not himself say to me, She is my sister? And she herself said, He is my brother? In the integrity of my heart and the innocence of my hands I have done this. Then God said to him in the dream, Yes, I know that you have done this in the integrity of your heart, and it was I who kept you from sinning against me. Therefore I did not let you touch her. Now then, return the man's wife, for he is a prophet, so that he will pray for you, and you shall live. But if you do not return her, know that you shall surely die, you and all who are yours. So Abimelech rose early in the morning and called all his servants and told them all these things, and the men were very much afraid. Then Abimelech called Abraham and said to him, What have you done to us? And how have I sinned against you that you have brought on me and my kingdom a great sin? You have done to me things that ought not to be done. And Abimelech said to Abraham, What did you see that you did this thing? Abraham said, I did it because I thought there is no fear of God at all in this place, and they will kill me because of my wife. Besides, she is indeed my sister, the daughter of my father, though not the daughter of my mother, and she became my wife. And when God caused me to wander from my father's house, I said to her, This is the kindness you must do me. At every place to which we come, save me. He is my brother. Then Abimelech took sheep and oxen and male servants and female servants and gave them to Abraham and returned Sarah, his wife, to him. And Abimelech said, Behold, my land is before you, dwell where it pleases you. To Sarah he said, Behold, I have given your brother a thousand pieces of silver. It is a sign of your innocence in the eyes of all who are with you, and before everyone you are vindicated. Then Abraham prayed to God. And God healed Abimelech, and also healed his wife and female slaves, so that they bore children. For the Lord had closed all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. And central to that covenant was gospel and the law, the Ten Commandments, which they were called upon to obey a manifestation of their saving relationship with the Lord, who already had redeemed them the gospel. Hence, here and again in Deuteronomy, they were called to obey that law as their part of the covenant, which had been ratified at Sinai. What role should the law of God play in our lives today? We who have been saved by grace, and why is it that law so crucial to our experience with God? Key from today's episode, we were called to obey God's law, which is our part of the covenant. And we can't even keep the law without the Holy Spirit helping us to keep it. So we really have no role to play but submit and be obedient. 
So join me tomorrow as we look at the Book of the Covenant, which is our next episode. See you then. Father God, we just want to thank you for your covenant. We thank you that you love us so much that you want to save us. Father, we ask that you will help us to keep it in our hearts and to submit our way and our will to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.